0: You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome in to today's episode of Locked On Nittany Lions right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today is March 18th, 2021, and today we are pleased to be brought to you by our friends at Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them that Locked On sent you. Hi everybody, my name is Kevin McGuire, contributor at Athonsports.com and editor of Nittany Lions Wire on the USA Today Sports Media Group. Happy to be with you here as always, and of course we have some more conversation getting ready for the start of the 2021 football season Before we get to that, we got an update on what's going to happen with the spring game. Yes, fans will be able to attend, but there's a little bit of a catch. We'll get into that. And we're starting to see some of the national previews come out and suggest where Penn State could potentially be in the fit for the upcoming season. And of course, ESPN went the tournament route and put together their field of 64 of college football teams. We'll tell you where Penn State lands in that imaginary field. Have some fun with that discussion as well. So, lots of stuff to get into in today's episode. Some good stuff. I'm going to have a fun show for you today. Hopefully, you enjoy it. If you do, make sure you are following this podcast for totally free on whatever podcasting app you may be using today whether you're on spotify or apple Podcasts, stitcher radio radio.com however you get your podcast these days make sure you follow this podcast totally free to do so and of course you can leave a rating and a review really helps us out as we continue to grow this podcast you can also check out the show notes on nittany lions wire at today. lines com, and of course you can stay socially connected with us on all of our social media platforms we're on twitter facebook and instagram using the username LockedOnNittany. So as I said, a few things to get into in today's episode. The last couple of episodes, we've actually been touching a little bit on whether or not Penn State's even going to have a spring game. Well, the latest information coming out of Penn State is that there will be a at least a final spring practice, they're calling it, in Beaver Stadium. And yes, fans will be able to attend. However, you're probably not going to be able to attend unless you are a family member of one of the players on the team or a first year student on campus at Penn State, you're not going to get a chance to come in through the doors. So why first year students? Okay. We understand families uh, should absolutely be able to attend uh, any game and any event like this. Uh, There's no question about that. So kudos to Penn State for making that possible. uh, And I suspected that that was going to be the case at the very least. However, first year students, Seems a little weird, right? I mean, obviously, there have been uh, students that have been at Penn State for a couple of years now. And for some of them, this might be their last opportunity to attend a Penn State football event in Beaver Stadium. Obviously, last season, the stands were completely closed to all fans and all students. So it's kind of uh, unfortunate that Penn State has made the decision to not allow seniors, juniors, uh, people who may be spending their last semester on campus, uh, within the the friendly confines of Beaver Stadium, but the logic is kind of interesting because obviously first year students never got a chance to experience a game day atmosphere, or at least many of them haven't. Maybe some have in previous trips to campus, maybe when they're t- uh, touring colleges to, before they make their college selections. But since they have arrived on campus, they have not had the opportunity to experience a game day atmosphere inside Beaver Stadium, which is a shame if you really think about it, because a, a lot of kids, you know, one of the things that they look forward to when they go to Penn State is going to a big whiteout game, right? Or a big game, you know, packing the fan, packing the sands with 110,000 fans. Obviously, that's probably still not going to be the case by the time the fall comes around, but... I do think there is some logic and understandable reason for allowing first year students to at least have this opportunity to get inside Beaver Stadium and watch some football pads clashing against each other on the practice field. So I, I sort of get that. But again, it is kind of unfortunate that the decision, at least for now, is that it will be available for only first year students. And yeah, maybe there's going to be ways around that. I'm sure somebody's going to try to figure that out. But it is a shame that. Uh, it is limited to just first-year students. Again, I understand the logic but or the reasoning behind it, but if you are a senior and you're spending your last semester there and you were really looking forward to having one last opportunity to gather with your friends and your fellow classmates inside Beaver Stadium watching some football action, you're not going to get that opportunity. So I sort of hope that Penn State maybe revises that if they are able to do so comfortably and safely. Obviously, we want to take uh, in consideration the safety uh, and health of everybody uh, attending the game, whether they are playing in the spring game, uh, just attending to watch the spring game. You have to take that all into consideration. So I don't know if there's an easy solution here. I don't know if there's an easy answer. But I do think that it would be nice if some of the upperclassmen who may be spending their final semesters on campus got a chance to convene together one last time and uphold some of their typical game day traditions that they missed out on in the fall. I will throw it out there. If you're looking a little bit more nationally to see what some of the other schools are doing right now, Uh, Auburn just yesterday announced that they are going to welcome fans to uh, an open practice this coming weekend. I don't know if they said exactly how many fans will be able to attend. I would imagine there's some kind of limitation on that. And I I know that the Auburn spring game is typically a pretty big draw as all things in Alabama of college football are. Uh, But I do think that Auburn is at least proceeding with the idea of giving fans a chance to see their football team once again obviously the sec operated differently from the big 10 last year so sec fans did get a chance to attend football games last year again the the different school decisions by different schools may have been a little bit different here and there uh, but sec stadiums were open for business last year as were big 12 stadiums and i believe most of the acc schools as well if i'm not mistaken uh so obviously A little bit different culture, a little bit of different uh, leadership and a lot of different decision making going on between the SEC and the Big Ten. But uh, if you're just kind of curious to see what else is happening out there. Also of note, uh, LSU has announced yesterday that they are going to allow the return of tailgating for spring athletic events. They haven't made any decision on what's going to happen with their tailgating scene in the fall. Uh, obviously a lot of time between now and then to figure that out and hopefully things continue to trend in a positive direction. And that's sort of where Penn State has been sitting these last few days, the last few weeks. They're really just kind of proceeding with as much caution as they possibly can. They'll try to open up opportunities where they can. But for right now, this spring semester, the spring sports calendar, they're just going to continue moving forward the way that they have been operating for the last how many months and continue to have that focus on bringing as many people back as possible by the time the fall rolls around. Obviously, we have seen the uh, the seating capacity for outdoor stadium events uh, in the state of Pennsylvania has been uh, not lifted, but uh, adjusted in a more positive way as baseball season is about to open up. And here's hoping that the summer months continue to show some progress so that by the time college football does come around, Penn State will be able to open up Beaver Stadium for whatever percentage there is. I think it's 20 or 25% right now in the state of Pennsylvania. Here's hoping between now and the start of uh, September that it can at least double. Maybe that's a long way to go. I don't really know. I'm not an expert here. But uh, I do think that we are heading in a positive direction. And I think Penn State's playing it as safe as they can because they understand the value and importance of bringing as many people back in the fall as possible. Even if it's not 110,000. If they can get half capacity allowed, that would be fantastic. It would certainly be better than nothing. Eventually, we're going to thaw out from these cold winter months, and we're going to start thinking about tailgating and going to sporting events. Well... Can't do that unless you've got transportation, so you want to make sure your car or your truck is ready to hit the road whenever you are. And the best place to do that is rockauto.com. Now, if you're somebody who gets intimidated anytime you have to buy something for your car, maybe you don't know exactly what you're looking for, you hate looking through those little cross-reference guides that are in the aisles in various stores. You don't have to worry about that with rockauto.com because it doesn't matter if you're a professional do-it-yourself or if you're a complete novice, just looking to get by with the best deal possible and spend as little as you can. Because RockAuto.com is going to give you the best prices available. They are going to make it as easy to find exactly what you need. All you have to do is go to RockAuto.com. you know the make a model of your vehicle. And it brings you up the entire catalog of everything they have specifically for your model. So no matter what you're looking for, they're going to make this as easy and painless as possible. And they even deliver with contactless delivery. It's all the rage these days, so how could you go wrong with rockauto.com? They've got everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. I know I need some in my car. I might be going to rockauto.com after this podcast. So whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their. How did you hear about us?" box? So they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com The college basketball tournament is here and betting on it doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favored picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. With spring football kicking up not just at penn state but around the country now is the time when some of the media outlets that are out there like espn and cbs sports they're putting out their various spring football previews some storylines to follow along and taking a look ahead to the 2021 season and kind of kind of painting a picture for where we could potentially be going and anytime that i read this kind of content I look to see if there's anything that's going to validate some of the things that I've been saying to you guys on the podcast. And lo and behold, just before I started recording this podcast, I go to cbsports.com and they have a story on bounce back teams in college football for the 2021 season. It's written by Ben Kirchival. You can go check it out. I will link it in the show notes for this episode. Uh, Ben's a good buddy of mine. I've been talking to him about college football for years now. So anytime he writes something, I'm going to read it anyway. But I want to throw this out there because it is driving home a point that I think I've been trying to sell pretty hard over the last couple of months here. Really, the last couple of weeks for for sure about Penn State and their ability to have a little bit of a rebound season. So like I said, the the story that Ben put together is bounce back teams in college football, how these six programs can reemerge as contenders in the 2021 season. Now, I've said this all along. I think Penn State has all the ingredients to be one of those top rebound teams from 2020 going into 2021. I think that there is just too much talent here, and I think the James Franklin track record is too solid to suggest that uh, last year was going to be the new norm for Penn State. This is a team that maybe not going to be a strong Big Ten contender, but certainly capable of a double-digit win season. Now, I understand the schedule is very challenging. Don't get me wrong, and I'm not overlooking that or taking anything for granted. There's a lot of work to be done and that is one of the takeaways that ben had in his post and it's something that i've said before i do think that this, this can be a really good penn state team in the 2021 season but they certainly have their work cut out for them. Again, if you look at the schedule, they open up the season on the road against Wisconsin, who should be pretty good once again this year. Uh, They still have to play Ohio State in division play, and of course this year will be at Ohio State, and I'm guessing fans will be (laughs) in attendance for that game. Uh, And then you get the, the division games against Michigan. Maryland beat them up pretty good last year, so you got a little revenge situation there. Indiana, of course, should be a good team once again this year, and we saw what they can do against Penn State last year. And Penn State also has to play Iowa on the road. And of course, you know, we'll see what happens with Michigan and, um, you know, I guess Michigan State, but uh, oh, and on Auburn, I forgot about Auburn too. Uh, so you know, there's a, there are some challenges on this schedule, but Penn State has exactly what you need if you're looking for a team capable of a rebound season. Now, let me know if any of these points that Ben pointed out are things that you have heard before and spoiler alert, if you've been listening to the podcast and you've been listening to me talk about Penn State, Yeah. Some of these points I haven't been making for quite some time, though. So I don't know if Ben listens to the podcast. If you do, Ben, hey, how you doing? Uh, but I do think that you know there are times when people are just on the same wavelength. And I could not agree more with some of the things that Ben had to say. So uh, a couple of the points that Ben sells as why Penn State would be one of the top rebound teams is quarterback development under Mike Juricich. What have I been saying? This is an obvious upgrade for Penn State at offensive coordinator and the fact that he'll be coaching the quarterbacks. I think with Sean Clifford already having a couple of years of starting experience behind him or under his belt, I should say, I do think that there is a lot of potential for him to kind of take some steps forward. And I think that Mike Yurcich is going to do some really good work beginning this spring. And again, I'll drive home the point that I've always made, just having spring practices is going to be so much better for this Penn State team than what we saw out of the 2020 team. The spring practices can be pretty valuable, uh, especially when you have a new offensive coordinator as Penn State did last year. Uh, Kirk Chiraca did not get a chance to go through a typical spring. Mike Yersich is going to at least go through spring. I don't know if we're going to call this typical or not, but it's at least it's something that they can do to work on. Uh, Another point made by Ben, return of the ground game. Now, I've all along. Penn State's running back depth is pretty good. I mean, it's probably not as good as it would have been had Journey Brown been able to continue playing. Of course, obviously, he has to do what's best for him and his health, but this is a running back situation that I think Penn State should be able to rely on, especially if Noah Kane is going to be healthy. You know, even if Noah Kane is not healthy and he has to be you know, kind of banged up and kind of limited as we saw last year, I think that this is a running back situation that is still very capable of doing some good things. Uh, John Lovett coming in from Baylor as a transfer, I think, just adds a really good veteran presence to the team. And obviously, he has experience from his time at Baylor. Uh, but I do think that what we have seen out of Kevon Lee is certainly encouraging. Uh, I, I think Devin Ford's going to be fine, too. So I think he's very much serviceable at the very least <laughs> as far as where Penn State is going this year. I know he had some tough moments last year. I'm going to kind of give them a little bit of a chance to grow from that experience. And again, if Noah Kane is healthy, this is a really good running back situation going into the new year. And then, of course, the defensive line. I do think that that is the biggest question mark for Penn State in the spring, but they have certainly addressed that through the transfer portal. And that's the point that Ben makes in his post. Um, you know, bolstering the defensive line is a big key for whether or not Penn State's going to be successful. And Penn State has had a pretty good track record. I think of defensive linemen. So it's not necessarily a big concern for me, but I do think it's probably one of the biggest question marks, at least for the spring outside of the quarterback depth situation, which we talked about in yesterday's podcast and not to spoil Ben's great work, but the other schools that he mentioned as bounce back candidates included LSU, Baylor, UCF, Florida State, which I don't really know if I'm ready to say that Florida State is a rebound situation or a bounce back, at least based on 2020. Uh, but the Michigan Wolverines are also a nice bounce back. So if you want to check out what he has to write uh, or what he has to say about any of those other teams, and in addition to his full comments on Penn State, make sure you check out our show notes. I'll make sure to include a link to Ben's post over there on cbsports.com. It's one thing to fill out a paper bracket this time of year. It is another thing to put your money where your mouth is. And there's no better place to do that than at BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all the sports action, including the college basketball tournament tipping off later today with the first four. BetOnline even covers award shows, TV shows, reality TV. There's really no limit to what BetOnline is going to allow you to place some bets on. Real-time updated odds and props on just about anything you can possibly imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it is totally free to sign up. All you have to do is head to their website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device. Sign up today. Receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, but that's only if you use the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D. O-N. and unlike other sports gambling websites this bonus is unlimited it doesn't matter what your first deposit is if you use the promo code locked on they're going to give you a 50 percent welcome bonus on top of that first deposit bet online your online sports book experts we've been telling you about built bar the best tasting protein bar on the market for quite some time now Well, Built Bar is the amazing low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing-tasting protein protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. Now, it is time once again to get an update on Built Built Bar Bar Madness. Madness. A spot in the Enticing 8 is on the line today as Salted Caramel, fresh off of their opening round victory against German Chocolate, takes on Cookie Dough Chunk, getting a bye week. Going into this particular matchup. This is a tough one for me because I kind of like them both evenly. I think this is a pretty good back and forth matchup. I think Salted Caramel has what it takes to get the job done, but there's a lot of Cookie Dough fans out there, and I think the Cookie Dough support is going to pull them into the next round and get them by Salted Caramel. So I think I would cast my vote for Salted Caramel, but I think Cookie Dough Chunk. We'll get this spot in the next round. And we're starting to put together the enticing eight. Just a few more spots left to fill. Find out who's going to be on the line in tomorrow's episode. And be sure to continue casting your votes and track all the results on BuiltBar.com. You can also follow them for more updated information at Bar underscore Built on Twitter. And after you cast your votes on BuiltBar.com, make sure to check around the website and place an order for some of these great-tasting BuiltBar Bar flavors. Remember to use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5. You get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the, the BuiltBar Built Madness, Madness Champion. Champion. Well, the college basketball tournament will be heavy on Big Ten teams, so now is a great time to check out our friend Big Ten Ben Stevens over on the Locked On Big Ten podcast. Whether it's football or basketball, if it's happening in the Big Ten, Ben's got you covered with an in-depth look around the conference every Monday through Friday. He brings in hosts from across the Locked On podcast network and beyond, bringing in some extra insight on the Big Ten happenings and developments. Follow the Locked On Big Ten podcast on the Radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. So if you're keeping track at home, make sure you're following the Locked On Bets podcast. Make some money. Follow the Locked On Big Ten podcast. Get your Big Ten insight. And of course, stay connected here on Locked On Nittany Lines on all of your favorite podcasting apps. Follow, rate, review. It all goes a long way to helping us continue to grow all of these great podcasts across the Locked On Podcast Network. Now, I have been saying since the college football playoff was formed in the first place that expansion of the college football playoff is inevitable. It is not a matter of if it'll happen. It is a matter of when it'll happen. And I've been on record many, many times saying that the next course of action for the college football playoff, when it does eventually decide to expand, it's probably going to go to eight teams where you would have your five power conference champions automatically getting one of those spots. You would reserve one spot for the highest ranked group of five champions, the way that you already have uh, for the New Year's Six Bowl lineup. So you have got six spots lined up right there, ready to go. And then you have a couple of at-large bids. I'm not going to get into why I believe that this is the best possible alternative to the current college football playoff model. But there will be plenty of time to have that discussion. But one of the things that has become pretty fun to see different media publications put out in recent years now that we are into the spirit of the college basketball tournament is the elaborate 64 team field of college football teams. Now, there have been a couple of variations of this across the uh, the sports media landscape over the years. Uh, this one in particular that I'm referencing comes from ESPN. Chris Lowe put it together. Uh, again, I will have this in the show notes if you want to check it out. And I'm always kind of curious to see just how they're putting together their Field of 64. Is it based on all-time history? Is it based on most current season or projections for the upcoming season, and that's where ESPN kind of differentiates where their college football playoff, where, where, where college football tournament is. It's more projected on what's going to happen in 2021. Now, as I said in the last segment, uh, according to Ben Kirschfeld over at cbssports.com, uh, Penn State is a candidate to have a pretty good rebound season. And given the seating that Chris Lowe gave Penn State in his 64 field of college football teams, the uh, yeah, I, I think Penn State is certainly uh, gaining some traction as a potential rebound team. Now, he didn't get it. He didn't give Penn State a, a top two seed, which I never expected, or even a top three seed. He did give them the number four seed, though. However, he has Penn State losing in the first round to 13 seeded Baylor. Baylor scoring a wild upset of your Nittany Lions in the first round of ESPN's college football 64 team bracket. And that to me is enough reason to just stop reading the whole thing. But if you want to check it out, I will share the link to that from ESPN.com. Chris Lowe putting together his field of 64 college football teams. So like I said, it is silly content for the sake of content. It's always fun to have some uh, interesting takes on the the tournament time. And of course, you know, we talk about college football all year round, right? So it's only natural to put together a field of 64. Now, I don't particularly think that Penn State would lose a matchup against Baylor. Baylor was not all that great last year. They were better two years ago when Matt Rule was still the head coach. But, you know, I I don't think that... Uh, Penn State would lose to Baylor. I'm sure you guys probably don't either. Uh, so I was a little disappointed to see Penn State go down as quickly as they did. Now, maybe that's more a uh, reflection on where they actually were last year. Uh, certainly, maybe this is an early round matchup, and maybe that Baylor Bears just catch Penn State at the worst possible time, and Penn State would have been a stronger contender as the tournament went on. But one and done for Penn State in ESPN's college football field of 64 college football teams. But I do bring that up because it is kind of interesting because, as I said in the previous segment, we are starting to look forward to seeing what the national opinion is on Penn State going into the new year. Obviously, a long way to go. We still have to get through spring, check out, see if any activity happens through the transfer portal, uh, both coming and leaving. And, of course, uh, there's a lot unknown about what's going to happen over the course of the rest of this offseason going into the new season, not just at Penn State, but at other programs as well. But as I mentioned, uh, Chris Lowe's projection or his 60-14 bracket is uh, heavily reliant on the SP projections for 2021. So when you see that Penn State has a four seed, you figure that puts them in the top 16, right? Uh, and I'm not sure if they were the lowest four seed or the highest four seed or somewhere in the middle. Anyway, you're talking about number 12 through number 16. So that right there kind of re-strengthens the point that I've been trying to make this is a good Penn State team. So don't let that 0-5 start to last season kind of distract you from the fact that Penn State has had a lot of success under James Franklin. You know, three 11-win seasons in four years going into last year. And, uh, you know, obviously things didn't start well last year, but they got better. And I always felt that Penn State was a better team than an 0-5 record would indicate. They weren't a good team. (laughs) Don't get me wrong. They were not a good team at the start of last year. But 0-5 is just historically uh, unprecedented. For Penn State. So I kind of give it a mulligan and that's why I'm really looking forward to seeing what this upcoming season has. So you're starting to see some national college football folks suggest that Penn State could be a pretty good team this upcoming season. I don't think anybody's really ready to throw Penn State into the Big Ten championship picture just yet, especially since they're in the same division as Ohio State. And even though Ohio State still has a lot of talent to replace, odds are the Buckeyes are going to replace that talent just fine. So uh, I understand that Penn State has a ways to go to close that gap with Ohio State. I've said all along, everybody does. But if Penn State is going to make a run for a Big Ten championship game, it's not unheard of or it's not unfathomable that Penn State could be in the Big Ten title mix this upcoming season a lot has to go their way it is a very challenging schedule it's probably not going to happen it's probably not likely i should say but it's not impossible for it to happen you know uh, road games at wisconsin and iowa that's a bad draw against big 10 west teams probably the two best teams in the big 10 west and then on top of that you still have to go to ohio state so we have plenty of time to break down the schedule i've already kind of laid my cards out there that it's going to be very challenging for penn state but i do think that even if they stumble a couple times, this is going to be a much better team than we saw at the start of last season. That's going to do it for me today. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Locked on Nittany Lions. No matter which podcasting app you may be listening to us on, if you're on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, iHeart Radio. Anyone using the Overcast FM app? We are on so many different apps. It's kind of easy to lose track of just where you can find us. But bottom line is you can find us just about everywhere. So find the app that works best for you. Give us a follow and then make sure you leave a rating and a review. It really helps us with this placement on those various podcasting apps as we continue to grow this podcast. If you want to check out the show notes, head on over to today.com and you can get the expanded show notes and some commentary as well as some links to some of the stories we referenced in today's podcast and while you're at it, make sure you check out all the other great content over on Nittany Lions Wire on the USA Today Sports Media Group. My name is Kevin McGuire. You can give me a follow on Twitter at Kevin on CFB. Don't forget to follow the podcast on Facebook and Twitter at Locked on Nittany. And, of course, you can check out my college football content on Athonsports.com, in addition to Nittany Lions Wire on the USA Today Sports Media Group. Until next time, everybody, have a great day. Go out, enjoy some college basketball if you can, maybe get a shamrock shake if you can still swing that at a nearby McDonald's, and we will talk to you all again tomorrow.